Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. I feel like I need to start this with an apology, but wait first. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. This is season seven, episode eight, The Rings of Akaten. 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 Okay, so let us apologize for not being here sooner. I had the plague. She had the plague. I had the plague. She didn't want us to catch it, uh, and Mm -hmm. we are very, very happy to have her back. Thank you. Whole and healthy. Mostly. uh, Yes, and we're so excited to be doing this episode. Finally, The Rings of Akaten. Yes. Uh, written by Neil Cross, creator of Luther. Yes. Um, which, it's always cool when we get a new writer, especially one who's very established, mm-hmm. bringing something a little different to Doctor Who. And, and I would say that this is a different kind of episode. Absolutely. I would also say that it has some towering heights, but it also is a very uneven episode. It's also a little controversial. A little controversial, and I would also <laughs> say a little a little cloying mm-hmm. and m- maybe a little dumb. A little dumb? A little, little dumb. dumb. I'm going I'm to agree with the dumb. Yeah. Um, but, of course, uh, a great Matt Smith performance and yes. a great uh, Jenna Louise Coleman performance uh, elevate it beyond being a bad episode. I would right. say it is just an episode that I'm not going to revisit outside of a series rewatch. Right. It's it's less than some others. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I do want to say something about that. Please. Because... I I think Jenna Louise Coleman is fantastic. Yeah. I have established that, I think, if anyone's been continually watching these. Um, and so I don't mean this to reflect on her in any way, but I haven't loved the first three episodes. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, like, we're, we're going to be doing Cold War yes. later this evening. And if you're doing podcasts, well, you're going to get them both on the same day, aren't you, Lucky? <laughs> um I love Cold War, so we're gonna we'll talk about interesting. Yeah, okay, okay, we'll talk about that later on. Yes, um, but uh, there is a definite. There's it feels strange, and I would say that it's that the series has felt a little strange all season, even including the Pond episodes. Yeah, um, not necessarily fatigue, but kind of a. 
what are we doing here? You yeah. know, we've been doing this show now since 2005. It's been eight years, eight years, seven seasons. Um, and even with all of the change, which is what really fuels Doctor Who and, and keeps it from feeling stale, it's hard to make these new episodes feel different. Yeah. And I think The Rings of Akaten, in many respects, is a great example of this. As we mentioned in our last podcast, that even from the promos, it looked almost like a rehashing of The Beast Below. Yep. Or The Fires of Pompeii. Yep. Or any number of second episodes with a companion. Yep. Um, and like all of those episodes, except maybe Fires of Pompeii, uh, it it suffers. Yeah. It's a let's establish the companion and show everyone that she can save the doctor. Yeah. It's it, it, it's like a necessary requirement. It's like checking a box on yeah. a checklist. But you know what? I think with this this time around, it wasn't necessary. I think yeah. that's part of the reason I, I was a little disappointed in it is because because we saw her show her metal, yeah. if you will, in in the snowmen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we've seen her enough times at this point because she was in the first episode of the um the Asylum of the Daleks and she was in the Christmas episode. So I don't think I necessarily needed that established for me. Like yeah. I already get it. She's awesome. Yeah. She's really cool. Yeah. I like her a lot. And it's uh it's especially interesting when, you know, it, just from the few, from the interviews that I've read with Stephen Moffat and other people on the writing staff, you know, they'll write an episode and then Stephen Moffat will give them notes, namely uh, to address uh, arc specifics that he wants them to pepper in, yeah. or he might even write them in himself. So we have the leaf, mm-hmm. which we carry over from the first episode. We open with uh, with the story of how Clara was born and the importance of this leaf, and this really, really, actually very sweet. I loved montage. It. I thought that was I've, really. Lovely. I've heard it compared to the opening of the movie Up, and I would. Oh God, nope! I don't that, even bring that up. That breaks my heart. I can't handle it. Well, <laughs> I would say that it's it's a similar kind of it's a similar device. Yeah, and it is powerful. I mean, like as much as I would say that I don't like this episode very much, I did tear up in yeah. the climax of it. Yeah, no, it I is, actually really did like the it backstory. Ha- it has some emotional power, it just has a, a number of flaws that diminish it from being a truly great episode, which it potentially could have been. Right. Um, so we have the Doctor kind of stalking Clara through time. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, the time stalker. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> which is just like, uh, I'm, okay, it's a little, a little creepy. We, we're seeing he's obsessed yeah. He's obsessive with trying to figure out what's going on with her. And it, 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 we have this weird kind of moment where she's like, she's impossible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, what am I about to watch? Yeah. Um, and then he comes back to her the day after. Um, uh, I can't, that's how forgettable last week's episode is. I can't even remember its name yeah. on the air. Last episode, yeah. the bells of Saint the John. The bells of Saint John, and I only say that because I just saw it on my Wikipedia page. But, uh, that's the thing about that episode and this episode: very forgettable. Yeah, episodes because we've seen many of the tropes before. Yep, like that one felt like a classic R- RTD era London episode. This felt like. Beast Below or Fires of Pompeii yep. or Shakespeare Code or yeah. Although I did like that one. 
Shakespeare Code has its has its moments just because of how Shakespeare is used. Well, yeah, that's I have a thing for that. It, that none of you have heard my sound check, but it's a Shakespearean quote. Yeah, so. um, she's way into Shakespeare. Guys at home, I like it. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's that's kind of like the distressing thing, especially when we're this deep into a series and it's as big as it's ever been. We can't be having these kinds of reactions. Yeah. To the episodes, um, but let's let's just continue to plunge forward, and we'll we'll talk about the things that we like and the things that could have been improved. Yeah. Well, now I did actually like the little girl who played Mary um, Amelia. Yes, Jones. she was great, and her she was a beautiful vocalist. Yeah, fantastic vocalist. Um, and I liked her scenes with Clara. Um, which we got a nice little interesting thing that I want to point out when Clara tries to hide her in the TARDIS the TARDIS won't let her in she says I don't think it likes me it was Mm -hmm. established in season 3 the TARDIS hates paradoxes Yep. and I think we can just come out and say right now definitively Clara is a paradox yeah I think I think that's I think think that's fair to say (laughs) yeah it's safe to say that she is a paradox we don't know the how and why and when Um, But she is a paradox. The TARDIS does not like her. And that, to me, that and the threading of the leaf were the two things that Moffat told Neil to add or added for him. Yeah. There's also um, something interesting. It bothered me when I was watching this, and Mm. then it was explained during Cold War, the whole language thing. Oh, yeah, the the fact that the the TARDIS translator wasn't working mm-hmm. in this uh, basically cantina scene yeah. and throughout the whole episode. Yeah. But it work it works with some character with some people and it doesn't with others. It worked perfectly fine with Mary, but it I don't know. It do- it doesn't work with I can't remember the name of that of the creature who was selling the right the the, the dog-like creature. Yes. Yeah. Um, Puffy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Doreen. Doreen, yes. Yes. Doe apostrophe Reen. Yes. Um, Played by Carl big, Greenwood. Who's just big puppy. He's <laughs> big old puppy. Um, Who is supposed to be a she, but is played by Carl Greenwood. Yes. Well, here's here's one thing I do like about this world that we've set up. First of all, we have this beautiful shot as, as Clara's coming out of the TARDIS and uh, and the doctor's covering her eyes, and then she opens them, and she's in space. Yeah. And they're breathing for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that. There's that. There's the breathing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then we're we're whisked off to us to a soundstage somewhere yep. where there's lots of different aliens, including some that like that look like updated versions of previous aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm trying to remember, from the Doctor's Daughter, we had those kind of fish-like aliens with yes. the rebreathers, and yeah. there were there were aliens that looked like updated versions of those yep. in there. And then there also looked was an alien that looked like a Krogan from Mass Effect. Yes! Oh my god, did that you was, notice yes, that? Yes, I totally did. Yeah. I totally did. Um, and I was like, that's a Krogan! Oh man, he's the. Uh, they, I guess they're they're big Mass Effect fans across the pond, um, <laughs> as they should be. As they should be. Uh, so I loved the conceit that on this on, on in these seven worlds, the currency is things of great emotional and personal value. Yeah, and I love the Doctor's reaction to it of how much he loves this idea because I love it too. I think it's actually really cool. Um. I, I did, of course, then start trying to work it out in my head how that would work, money, yeah. you know, and, like, what you'd want to give up and how you would, like, fall. I don't know. I went too deep into that. I was like, oh, what a cool concept. And then I was I realized that half of the things that were going on on screen 
weren't as engaging as, as thinking that about idea. that. <laughs> yeah. As that idea. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the doctor just disappears for 10 minutes. Yeah, because he Never just should explained. leave a new companion alone, alone on an alien planet. Right. It's like, it's these, it's these like glaring moments where it's just like a quick justification could have made it, it, it feel a lot less forced. Yeah. And I think forced is the word I want to use for this episode. You know what? I, I totally agree with that word. Because it did, it did feel forced. That, that It would be so easy to, oh, let me just go get this really cool thing to show you. Okay, yeah. I'll buy that. I will buy that he will run off to get something cool. Yes. But not that he'll just disappear. No. When he came back, he was still holding the same fruit from ten minutes ago. I know, the weird-ass jello fruit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The weird-ass jello fruit that <laughs> apparently didn't taste very good. I know. Um, still want one. And then we've got we've got Mary. Jenna follows... Uh, Clara follows Mary. And... Um, uh, we see the vigil for the first time, which have an amazing design. Yeah. They are so cool looking. Yeah. And it, it bothers me that they are they really were not used for anything. They were not really the villain of the piece. Yeah. They were in two scenes, and then, you know, you set them up as these cool, creepy villains, and then when you bring them back, all they do is just kind of yell smoke at you. <laughs> yep. Which the doctor can repel with a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Which is just like it's those weird times like it's maybe maybe 3 or so episodes where the doctor uses the screwdriver as a weapon because for some reason they didn't write in a better way to get around it. Yeah. And then just to have them disappear and then never happen again. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have bothered me if they weren't so damn cool, and I yeah. wanted the world for them. Yeah, I wanted. I. I like. Like my heart for a cool vigil episode. I know. I know. There, well, there are so many little things like that that just. It felt lazy. Yeah, honestly, or, it felt lazy. And and like budget cut. Like when when they when they're on the scooter and then. Clara's taking the scooter back. She takes the scooter back with Mary on it, mm-hmm. back to the council chamber, and it just cuts to they're already on the ground. You yep. don't get you don't get another travel shot or even a lift off shot. Yep. she's just on the. She's just like, huh? Okay, we're, <laughs> yep. we're on the ground. It's also nice that she just knows how to drive it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This alien motorbike that took she's me a never, while. Yeah, to- never, ever, ever. No, I, I um, took me a while to learn how to drive a it's, car. And yeah. Know. Uh, when when the song ends, it's not it's not exactly clear what happened, mm-hmm. and you don't find out what happened for like eight minutes yeah. of episode. Um, like I thought for a second, I had to rewatch it like three times because I was like, did the guy screw up on purpose? Because like he looked kind of menacing when he was like, the long song has ended. It has ended with me. Yeah, and then he disappeared. And I'm like, was he plotting yeah. to have Mary? Like eaten, have her soul eaten, or something like that. Because I, I didn't catch that subplot. Yeah. But no, uh, the doctor just explains <laughs> it away in a line, which is like, no, it's just it was the time for it to end. Oh, okay. Oh, good then. I'm so glad that we know that because we all are scholars of of the Akaten culture. Yes. Speaking of which, okay, I just wanted to bring this up, um, and I'd forgotten about this. He does mention, the doctor does mention that he had visited this place with his granddaughter. Yes, and I love the look on Clara's face at mm-hmm. that. It's like, you got, you, you got what? I know. And now there have been, I have seen online people sending me tweets and messages saying that they think that she's the granddaughter in some way. Explain to me. Explain to me why that would be. What? How, how she could be his granddaughter. 
Oh, uh, well, and... no. In his first regeneration, he lived a very full life, and he married. Oh, no, no, I don't mean Susan. I mean, people are saying, people are tweeting me, telling me they think Clara is no, Susan. They, and no, I'm like, they're I'm not. not. No, they are. I swear, I swear to you, I'm getting tweets. No, uh, sorry, I'm... I meant, no, she's not. Okay, yeah, because that makes, that's... Guys, I'm, I'm going to make a ruling right now. Clara may be a paradox, she may not. But she is not Susan, a previously established character. I think we can say that yes. with alarming definitiveness. And don't send me angry tweets. I didn't call anyone out by name. You can send me angry tweets. I don't get many no, tweets. Don't, well, tweet nice things to well, him. I, I'd even take angry tweets. No, don't. No, you don't want to ask for that. I'm no, no, no. Trust me, you don't want that. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just into, into getting tweets. It's new. Send Weird. nice tweets to Matt. Nice tweets. Nice um, tweets. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we have this kind of like mixed bag of stuff. We have the cool looking mummy, the old god who wakes up, and he's, he's cool looking. Yeah. And then he doesn't do anything either. No, nothing. <laughs> um, and then he activates. The planet, I guess. The the, the face of the, the pumpkin planet. The pumpkin face that planet. Just, mm. Oogie boogie. Oogie from, boogie. Oogie it's boogie totally oogie boogie. From the Nightmare Before Christmas. That's brilliant. Planet. I did not come up with that. I think that is wonderful. It totally uh-huh. is, though. Yeah. It's 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 oogie boogie making shadow puppets on a planet, <laughs> and uh, that makes me so happy. But but then. Out of this kind of muck of an episode, which I'm just like, I'm sitting there on my couch just like, good lord, I, I'm good, what, what's happening to my favorite show? I know. All of a sudden, Matt Smith, he's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like those moments in great baseball movies where it's like, and now batting for Cincinnati, number 29, (laughs) (laughs) and he swaggers in and he doesn't have a plan, and he, this monologue... That he's given, mm-hmm. he knocked it into next year. Yep, and like you can see him, especially if you have HD, in <laughs> in one of the shots, he a s- single tear yep. rolling yep. I down his got face, it. and I am just like, I I'm just like, I love this man. It's like anyone anyone who still is like tenant beats. Smith, no. I give you this monologue, mm-hmm. and I will hand it to you on a silver platter because that's just that. That is that is the craft, right? I would there. actually like you to hand it to me on a silver platter. I will. Okay. I will. I will. I will cut a video clip on a DVD and hand it to you on a silver platter. I don't. That totally no. works for me. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> if anyone has a silver platter, tweet at me. It's going to be very useful. But I totally agree with you about the monologue. It was brilliant, and I I think I've I've made it fairly clear that I love Matt Smith. And, yeah. and though I love David Tennant, I do. I really do. Yeah. Matt Smith. I don't know. There's something. It's There's... like he took what Tennant did and refined it. Yeah. I know I'm going to get now I'm no, going to get the angry tweets. It's but that's the thing is it's mm-hmm. not it's not a refinement. I would say he he made it rougher. He took he took the comedy and he made it more more of a of a disorder. Yeah. But he kept the fire and it even even made him angrier. Yeah. No, I mean refining the acting technique. Okay. I I I don't even know if I would go there. Really? I it's not it's not a refinement. It's it's different. It's like similar but different. He he built on it, but he okay. I like that. He built on it and changed it. I think okay. Built on um, changed it. Yeah. Okay. But then but then uh, Clara comes zooming back on on the scooter to do exactly what we knew was going to happen from the moment we had the opening with the leaf. Uh huh. Thank you. Yep. Um, and she starts doing that. She starts talking about the most important leaf in the world. 
and then this man starts bawling on his couch <laughs> at an episode he didn't even like very much. And I, I don't know about all of you out at home, how many pieces of media really, really affect you? You know, like yeah. I watch so much, so much TV now, you know, when, when a show makes me laugh or a show makes me cry or a movie especially makes me cry, I remember it Yeah, because it doesn't happen very often. We're yeah. so desensitized with everything that we get to see in here and I start crying at the power of this, this love and uh, the product of a love and then and then her mother who was taken from her and all of the days that she never got to live yeah and I'm just swept away and uh, like it was a gut punch it was a huge gut punch and it really really rescued this episode from being alarmingly bad yeah I I like the use of the word alarmingly because it it really it really was but yeah I think I think that did save it there's just, I would watch that moment again, but I wouldn't wa- rewatch the episode. Like you said, I just, I just don't think there was anything that, other than that final moment. And and I have to say, I think, and Father Wizard actually just tweeted that to us before, um, that I, I think I would have saved the leaf for later in the season. Um, I think it was too soon. I, I don't, I don't care that much about the leaf. I just wanted my- the mystery to go on a little bit. I know, but like, if if that was what it was going to be, that's a dumb mystery. Sorry. Yeah, it is, but I don't know. I just the- wanted something. Right. It just seemed like it was set up and finished. I guess, you know what, I agree with you only in the sense that we have no other clues. Yeah. We have no other clues, so it would have been nice to have something to go on, mm-hmm. especially when you follow it up with Cold War, which is so arc light. It's arcless. Yeah. You know, it is a it is a pure standalone. Right. Um, so it would have been nice to still have something something to grasp to in terms of the overall mystery. I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. I think that's. I think maybe that's another thing that's sort of missing for me in all of these episodes that there isn't a lot. Like I love the mystery. I love the idea that she showed up in yeah. the first episode. I loved everything that happened um, in the Snowmen. I like. I like the mystery. I. I find that part of Doctor Who to be incredibly satisfying, the arc and the mystery and all of that, and some of the standalone episodes that don't really grab me the same way because of that. And that's just a personal yeah. preference. See, but. I like the standalone episodes, and I liked a lot of what was done in season seven. Would I throw it up against seasons four and five? No, I wouldn't. But, um, and I think this is kind of a little bit of what you're getting at, how can any mystery really follow up the doctor getting shot in the opening minutes of season six and then I was ready to take on anything that season six threw at me just because of that like the ballsiness of that move and that's just a far the stakes are way higher in that mystery yeah you know we want to know what Clara is but it does not affect the doctor in any way other than his own personal curiosity yeah and I think also the first half of the season and knowing the whole time that the pawns were leaving I think that was sort of we were marking time we were treading water we were saying goodbye to old friends yeah but when you only get 13 episodes a year if you're lucky yeah, you want you want a real 
gut punch of an arc. You want something that's going to set a fire in your belly and make yeah. you sh- make you like strap friends to a couch and make them start with season one. Yeah. You know, because like they'll, they'll thank you for it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't think anything in the first three episodes has, has would make me go and strap someone to a couch. Although that, that does sound very entertaining. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't well, go any further thing. with like, that. Well, no, it's like you look at something like I, have deep love for dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yes. But then, when I think about it, I haven't watched dinosaurs on a spaceship since, like, the week after it aired. Yeah. And I did a full series rewatch twice since the beginning of season seven. Yeah. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Oh, but, no, dear. But I wow. Also, <laughs> no, but I also think to myself, why do I feel that way? Yeah. Um, And I think... I think the alar- and and I'm going to use the word again alarming mm-hmm. word is fatigue. Yeah. And we we felt it with the pawns cuz they overstayed their welcome. Yeah. We should have had their goodbye tied up in the finale last season. I think so too. And then, you know, really had a full 13 episode run to have a cracking great mystery. Yep. Followed up by what's going to be a knockout of a 50th anniversary special. Yeah. I actually, I really agree with you there. And it's been something, I know I've said it before, but I don't like the way that we've sort of split seven into two separate seasons because it really does feel like that for me. I think knowing that the pawns were going to leave the whole time yeah. was a little detrimental. I mean, it was it was interesting, but yeah. it was a little detrimental. I think I would have preferred that ke- to be kept secret, yeah. and I would have liked a whole season with Clara. Here's something: is knowing that Matt Smith and Jenna Louise Coleman are signed on beyond this season, does it remove stakes from the episodes? Because we know that they will, no matter what, survive. You know, I don't know if it does this time because they're only just they're just a few episodes with her. So yeah. I would naturally assume that it would go on beyond that. Mm-hmm. So um, because in the in the RTD years, you know, companions are leaving the show left and right. Yeah. So you know that change is always imminent. No one is safe. Yeah. In a, to a degree. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. This is going to sound a little strange, but I I feel like this the whole thing with with Clara is too light and fluffy. I was just thinking really? back to some of the yeah just and just the first three episodes. I I'm thinking back to like Donna episodes and Rose and some of the darker stuff with Amy and I just and I'm sure it'll go dark. I'm sure it'll it'll get there, but it just I don't know. I think what we were saying before is it's after season six. Like mm-hmm. it just feels so and and after the the. But I'd, I'd argue that Amy didn't go get dark until season six. No, that's true. That's true. Amy didn't get dark until season six, and I think that Cold War is a huge is is a huge step forward in terms of their chemistry, in terms of her confidence in the role, in terms of Clara's confidence as a companion. No, I agree with that. I think what I didn't see in that and we'll we'll get to that in the next yeah. episode, but I I think what I didn't see is the same chemistry between them that I liked in the beginning. Hmm. Like that you I didn't don't like know. in the Snowman. Yeah, I I think there's and and even the the um the Asylum of the Daleks. I there's something there was something sort of snappy about the two of them, and now it it just it just feels like they're both there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I got it a little bit 
at the end of Cold War, and we'll talk about that when we watch yeah. it. This is why we do these episodes weekly, because yeah. now we're like, oh, we have all this stuff. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think in this episode, we got a great performance out of her. I care, I like, I cared about her, but at the same time, you could also argue that it was an intellectual move to make us care about her. Yeah. Um, rather than letting us find our way on our own, we got a tweet from Danger Shoes. Um, that she agrees with us, uh, or he agrees with us. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, don't hate me. He agrees with us. Three episodes in, not much revealed about Clara. The word, phrase he used: "This these episodes seem hollow." And it, mm, I, I agree with that. There's on a level of faith from the creative team behind this show that we're going to stick with it regardless because we are fans and we are Legion and we do love the show. Yeah. So we'll forgive a lot. Yeah. You know, like I, I wonder how I would have felt and what we would be saying if we were doing this show while season three was on the air. Yeah. And we were watching it come out and and... Like there's a lot of season three that I don't like. There's a lot that yeah. I like a lot more than I remember. Yeah. As I'm rewatching it, but I think we just have to hang in there. I think we have to hang in there. Every show is going to have rough patches. Yeah. And it's shocking that it's been this long since we had one. Yeah. I think I'd also be more forgiving of episodes like this if it was the beginning of the season. Yes. And if we'd had the full 13 with her, I think because... I'd agree with that, too. Because we're winding down. I mean, we are winding down. We are winding down. We feel like we've been waiting around for these episodes for months in the knowledge that it is part of season seven. Yeah. I still remember my season seven premiere party where we had fish custard. <laughs> oh, and God. It was delicious. Wow. Don't, don't mock. I'm a vegetarian. Oh. You are? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why? Because. Oh. I don't like meat. Why? It's kind of gross. Oh. <laughs> I'm not recruiting, guys. No, no. I have no problem we're, with we're, meat. We're, I just we'll get, we'll get back don't on eat it. We're getting, we're getting back on topic. <laughs> yes, yes. Not Commentary voice of choice. About. Bring us back on topic. <laughs> um, any, other, any other thoughts with this episode? Um, well, like I said, I think I would have forgiven it more if we'd had more time. But yeah. I just, I feel like, okay, now with Cold War, since as we said, it's already aired, um, there's three more. Yeah. That's it. It's really only three? We have... we have. St- Is it three? No, no. It's, it's um, stay. 10, 11, 12. No, it's four. It's four. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, stay. We have our Cybermen episode. Mm-hmm. We have Which another, I'm very much looking forward to. We have to. another Victorian era episode mm-hmm. with Madame Vastra and Jenny and Strax. <gasps> Strax. Yes. I love that. And then him. we have uh, the last episode of the season, which the rumored title, um, I will tell you after this spoiler wall... Ooh. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, I wish you were watching the video see, to see my, the smug grin on my face. Um, <laughs> love that. It's quite lovely. It's quite lovely. Uh, so yeah, if you don't want to hear the rumored title of the last episode, get out of here, kids. Three, two, one. The rumored title is The Funeral of River Song. Yeah. Um... Which I guess would be a companion piece to the wedding of River Song, yep, uh, and potentially her farewell. Interesting. Potentially. It's very, very interesting. No details are known about no. this episode. No. We know more about the 50th anniversary special than we know about this episode. Yeah, and I'm I'm really okay with that. I I like this. This is the mystery I want. Yeah. 
Give me this. See, like that to me, that's going to be the episode to watch. We're going to have so much fun with the 50th anniversary special. <gasps> but I And I know this is heresy. I would not be surprised if this Funeral of River Song episode is better than the special. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking it's possible, just, too. Just because as much as every nerd loves crossovers... Mm-hmm. It's never as good as you want it to be. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to make it make sense. Yeah. Yes. It's one it's one hour. Yes, yeah. it is one hour? Yes, it okay. is. Okay. So, yeah, there's no way it's going to be. I mean, it would be lovely to see Billy and David back. But... Unless, of course, they do it like, the, like they did the end of time where it's a two-parter over Christmas and New Year. Mm, that's possible. That would be cool. I would be fine with that. Yeah. Um... But it would mean that <laughs> there's two shows we're not going to be doing on the exact day, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, rubbing salt in a raw wound. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, just like real quick, we love you guys, and I know that you we understand do. that things happen scheduling-wise, yes. and we would never abandon you. And no. we love doing this show. Um, yes, and also I do apologize for the plague, but I actually could not speak. Yes. It would have been, it's Doctor Who. Yes. Do um, you like that? <laughs> a whole episode of that. You sound like Doreen. <laughs> I do. Growl. I'm a dog man, woman lady. <laughs> a dog man, woman lady? Who runs who runs <laughs> who runs a motor scooter shop with one scooter in it. Of course. Yes. Yes, I, that was a thing that I wrote down. Yes. Why is she only selling one? Why does she only have one item in her store? Yes. Good question. Um, okay, uh, just real quick, uh, guys, be sure to uh, subscribe on iTunes yes. and uh, you know rate and give us a comment. Uh, we'd love it if you gave us five stars because we love doing a five star job. We for would you. really, really like that. Yes, we would really, really like we that, would. wouldn't we? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, tell your friends about the show. Like you, you know, you have Hoovian friends who don't listen to podcasts, who think they're too cool, or they don't have one of those newfangled iPids. Yeah, exactly. Dumb people. Get them to get them to listen to the That's podcast. That's not going to help us get five stars. <laughs> I'm not calling your friends dumb, and I'm not calling you dumb. I am calling the people who say iPid dumb, because that's not a thing. That's not a thing. So mostly I'm calling myself dumb. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you love this show and you want to watch other after shows, guys, After Buzz does like 60 shows a week now. I thought it was seven gazillion. Seven gazillion mm-hmm. shows a week now. Yes. Uh, so if there's another show that you love on TV, we probably do an after show for it. And if not, you should write us and mm-hmm. tell us what shows to do because we're always looking to do more. Yep. Yes. Um, I say we... we since we're doing two episodes in one tonight, mm-hmm. I'm going to say we're not doing any predictions on this one. Okay. Is okay. that is that a fair call? I think that's fair. I okay. think that's fair because, yeah, we will be doing those soon. All right. Um, so for those of you listening to us live or watching us live, please stick around. We will be back with another episode very shortly. If not, uh, thank you guys so much for listening and or we watching. And we'll see you immediately because you're going to be watching these back to back. Thanks, guys. All right. Or- and you can find us on Twitter um, at AfterBuzzTV. You can find me at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. Yes. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, you can find Internet Sketch Comedy at VLYTV.com. And if you live in the L.A. area and you want to see some live comedy, uh, you can see me the first Sunday of every month at I.O. West, 6366 Hollywood Boulevard at 730 as a member of DJ Fawcett. And you can find all of my writing on voice.fanhattan.com. 
Thank you, guys. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 